0: Yeah, that was perfect. Thank you. How many of you heard that at a funeral before? A side of a funeral? I've done so many where they've used that. Um, I think that's a wonderful meaning. Thank you for sharing that with us today. So over the past several weeks, we have talked about God's great expectations for us as children. We've talked about being faithful and being imitators of God. And we've talked about being cheerful. We talk about being still, about praying, about having faith even faster, and obedience. And we could go on and on with this study, but as Easter is right around the corner, we'll take a break and concentrate on Jesus and his sacrifice. So today's a segue between the two. Before we go further, let's pray. Lord, as we look at your word, And we have, over the past several weeks, seen your great expectations of us, your children. Today we will see more of your great expectations. And in the next couple of weeks, we will see how you surpassed our expectations of being our God. How you gave yourself for us. How you gave your very life as Jesus died on the cross. So Father, today, Palm Sunday, Easter Sunday, let our eyes, and hearts, and minds be opened so we can continue to become imitators of you. Help us to do that this day. In Jesus' name, amen. I had two conversations two weeks ago today, Sunday morning, that both encouraged me and they challenged me one was before church one was after they encouraged me because the people i spoke with showed that they were indeed meeting god's great expectations what they told me just blew me away with their maturity but they challenged me because i wondered how i might behave if i were in their shoes both of them left me with conversations i will never forget So as Sunday school lets out, and you're invited to Sunday school, I promise there's room for you. I was out on the front sidewalk two weeks ago today welcoming you to worship. I like doing that. And as I came back to the front door, my friend Hal Bennett, back there in the corner, was standing just inside the front door. I had not seen Hal since his prognosis. The test came back and Hal has cancer that he's undergoing treatment for now. So that was the first time that I'd seen him since his news. I love Hal and I've known him a long, long time. When I received a message from Carol with the news, I assured her that I would be praying for Hal and I have to. I've prayed for Hal daily when I wake up at night, there's people I mentioned in prayer, and Hal is one of them. He's on my mind. When I pray, I pray for Hal. So when I got right inside the front door, I hugged him and told him that I had been and I would be praying for him. And then Hal said something amazing. He said, oh, there are a lot of people that need it more than I do. There are a lot of people that need it. What an answer. I was absolutely blown away by that. And I wondered, had our roles been reversed, and I had been diagnosed with cancer for the second time? He beat it the first time, he's going to beat it the second time. I know. But I wonder what I would have told him. We'll pray more. We'll keep it up. We'll pray right now. We'll call everybody you know and have them pray. I wonder if I would have said oh there are a lot of more people that need it more than I do. What an answer. <clears throat> I think heaven applauded at his answer. And I think I'll pray for him even more despite it. And others I'll pray for too. Now for the second time. That Sunday, we were pleased to have a young woman visiting with us from Mississippi. Her name is Claire. I was her pastor in the mid-90s. Claire and Jeannie were sitting somewhere up this way. Her parents are dear friends of ours and our family is very close. In fact, at Jeannie's mother's funeral, Claire's mother kept our grandchildren and they came to the visitation, she and Minnie. Dean. When we're in Mississippi. We visit with their family. And wherever we have lived, Indiana included, they've come to visit us. But Claire is now right about 30 lives in Jackson, Mississippi. And after church, we went to lunch. And as we were at lunch catching up, she mentioned her car had been stolen in Jackson, Mississippi. We went on and talked about other things. When we were finished... We had the grandchildren with us, so Jeannie took the kids back to our house, and Claire took Uber to church. So I took Claire back to her hotel downtown Atlanta. And I was dropping her off, as I was dropping her off at the front door of the hotel, she I, I said, What can I pray for about for you, Claire? Give me something I can pray for for you. And she looked at me and said, Pray for the people that stole my car. What an answer! I wonder what I would have said had our roles been reversed. Pray that they find those dirty crooks who took my car. Pray that they put them along away for a long, long time. I wonder if I would have said, pray for the people that stole my car. They found a car. She's getting it back. When they found it, they found drug paraphernalia and children's diapers. So the people do need to be prayed for. But those two conversations with Hal and Claire show me that God has some fine children meeting His great expectations. And there's a common thread there. And that common thread is found in Philippians chapter 2. I'm going to read the first eight verses and then we're going to concentrate on three, but it's so relevant to their behavior and how mine should be. If then there's any encouragement in Christ, any consolation from love, any sharing of the Spirit, any compassion and sympathy, make my joy complete. Be of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit. But in humility, regard others as better than yourselves. Let each of you not look to your own interest, but to the interest of others. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness. And being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death even death on the cross. But specifically today, verses 3, 4, and 5, the next two weeks, we look at the death on the cross. But these for us, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility regard others as better than yourselves. Let each of you look not to your own interest, but to the interest of others. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. What Hal did in the foyer and saying, oh, there's a lot of other people who need it more than I do. He put the interest of others above himself. And what Claire did when she said, pray for the people that stole my car, she put the interest of others even above herself. Both of them were being obedient to having the same mind as Christ Jesus. Let's look at this great example in John 13 of how Jesus practiced this. Before the Passover celebration, Jesus knew that his hour had come to leave this world and return to his Father. He had loved his disciples during his ministry on earth, and now he loved them to the very end. It was time for suffering. And the devil had already prompted Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had given him authority over everything, and that he had come from God and would return to God. So Jesus got up from the table, took off his robe, wrapped a towel around his waist, and poured water into a basin. Then he began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with the towel he had. I've always loved this story. Jesus taking the role of a servant. But this was very unusual. It is likely no one in the house that day had seen anything quite like this. Usually, it was a slave that did the foot washing. Usually, it was a Gentile slave that did the foot washing. It was a very menial job. In fact, I doubt anybody in this room would like to open up a foot-washing franchise in say, I'm just not interested in that. But now, the Son of God is on His knees, washing the feet of men that soon would betray Him. He knows what they have done, as He knows of us. He knows what they will do, as He knows. And he gets on his hands and knees and washes them. So, if you read further in chapter 13, and you can at home, and you likely know what happened, Simon Peter, when it's his turn, objects. Jesus, there's something wrong with this picture. Uh, You shouldn't be doing this to me. I'm not worthy. He knows that he should be doing the washing, not even the sipping. And that's exactly why Jesus did this. To teach a lesson that they should never forget. That they're never above anyone. And that lesson, after the resurrection, with the lives of the changed disciples, has changed us. And if we live that lesson, we will change history too. That's exactly why Jesus did this, to teach that lesson. Jesus, in fact, explained it beginning of verse 12 of John 13. Jesus said, After washing their feet, He put on His robe again and sat down and asked, Do you understand what I was doing? You call me teacher and Lord, and you're right because that's what I am. And since I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash each other's feet. I have given you an example to follow. Do as I have done to you. Don't you think Jesus' disciples would always remember this moment? Don't you think this is life-changing? Attitude-changing? This is one of the greatest lessons of Christianity. That it is not about us. It's about others. It's not about me. It's about you. And when all of us find that attitude in our hearts, then we begin to give a positive image of Jesus Christ and his followers. Christianity puts others first. Christ's followers should put others first. Reminding you of the words from Philippians 2, 3 to 5. For us, do nothing. From selfish ambition. Or conceit. But in humility regard others as better than yourselves. Let each of you look not to your own interest. But to the interest of others. Let the same mind be in you. That was in Christ Jesus. So it was a week ago today. That we were in Mississippi for. Dot's visitation and her funeral was last Monday. Over the past two months or so, two, two of Dot's sisters took care of her. Linda lives on the Gulf Coast of Mississippi. Judy lives in North Carolina. But when their big sister needed help, they came and stayed with her. They put their lives on hold. They stayed with her around the clock. They were on either side holding her hand as she left this world Headed for the next. I love their plans. Among God's great expectations, we see that we are to put others before ourselves. How do you apply that? I bet you know. I bet you know what you can do. The world has made a much better place when we get to be that way. In the next two weeks, we'll see Jesus showing us the greatest example ever of putting others before self. Next Sunday, Palm Sunday, two weeks from today, Easter Sunday. Plan to be with us. And if you want to put some others first, plan to bring them with you so they can see you the greatest story ever told. Let's pray together.